So, no free message video today. Oh, yeah. uh, so, so sad. So, uh, sing. No, no. Yeah, no, no singing or dancing from this this pastor. So. Uh, Frank has said, you don't look like a lead pastor. I said, I look exactly like the lead pastor of V3. So, uh, it's true. Um, wow. Okay. So, we just sung a song about uh, God's faithfulness. And really, today is, is a conversation about God's faithfulness. Uh, and we're not really going to spend a lot of time in Scripture today, which is very unusual for us. So, if this is your first time here... Um, uh, that's normally we're in scripture a lot, but uh, I'm going to be talking a little bit about just God's faithfulness to this community. Pastor Eric was talking about, you know, grab somebody with some gray hair or, or no, no love for the no hairs, but, uh, uh, you know, Almost about nine years ago, when my family and I moved here, uh, my my understanding of God's faithfulness was tiny uh, compared to what what I've seen God do here uh, through through people. Um, and uh, I just wanted to share some of those uh, things with you today. It, it's this is definitely every so often we have like a hey kiddies come listen to you know grandpa you know tell about the old days and that's exactly what it what it's going to be uh, today but but this this is stories from our community but but really this is a story of how uh, the faithfulness of God to to our community um, I just. I'm so thankful to be here, and it's just so amazing what what God has done. You know, E3, you know, as we know it today, didn't just, uh, we just didn't take it out of a box, right? Uh, uh, E3 uh, started with with a handful of people who had, had a vision. Um, Uh-oh. Lost a shoe. That was it. One shoe fall. Uh, nobody can see. We're a little hurry in there. Uh, uh, just a, a vision of uh, what could be in Tallahassee and, and uh, a place where it didn't matter where somebody was in their faith journey, that, that they would be welcome and that we would come alongside them and investigate the claims of Christ and, and to, uh, you know, kind of just walk with them through the successes and the failures and that this would not be a place where there would be a fear of rejection, but it would be a place of unmerited grace, the same unmerited grace that we receive from God and us as, as the body of Christ living those things out. Uh, this week I uh, was kind of just uh, struggling because of my love for Scripture and the story of God. I called up Pastor Eric and, and said, hey, you know, he studies a lot in the book, book of Exodus and, and uh, had a little conversation. I just wanted to, uh, to share with you, really the only Scripture I'm going to be sharing uh, today is, is, is found in Exodus chapter 12, starting in verse 11 where basically it's the end of the plagues and the Israelites in Egypt are going to 
be released, and, and they're, they're told uh, before the Passover meal that these are your instructions for eating this meal. Be fully dressed. Obviously, that was a needed thing, you know, to be clar clarify that. Wear your sandals and carry your walking stick in hand. Eat the meal with urgency, for this is the Lord's Passover. And really talking about just the people of God being on the move. That, that we are a moving, uh, uh, a moving target, really, for culture. We're, we're, we're constantly moving and going where God is working. And then if you jump down to verse 31, it all happens. Pharaoh said for Moses and Aaron during the night, Get out, he ordered. Leave my people and take the rest of the Israelites with you. And listen to what he says next. Go and worship the Lord as you requested. Take your flocks and herds as you said and be gone. Go, but bless me as you leave. They've been living this curse, but he asked for the blessing of God. All the Egyptians urged the people of Israel to get out of the land as quickly as possible, for they thought, we will all die. Verse 34, the Israelites took their bread dough before the yeast was added. They wrapped their kneading boards in their cloaks and carried them on their shoulders. And the people of Israel did as Moses instructed. They asked the Egyptians for clothing and articles of silver and gold. The Lord caused the Egyptians to look favorably on the Israelites, and they gave the Israelites whatever they asked for. You guys pray with me. Dear God, as we just uh, talk about your faithfulness in, in our journey as, as a church, uh, God, I just pray that we can um, see beyond uh, the stories and see you. See how you are a God um, who is trustworthy, a God who is faithful. We love you, Lord in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, about eight and a half years ago, it was March 28, 2004, um, on, on, uh, the, on the 27th, the day before, we had our first worship gathering here. Uh, Several people I can see uh, in this room, we, we gathered uh, together and we prayed on, on each wall. We, we prayed for people that we hadn't even met yet. And one of the cool things about the people of God is that uh, we sacrifice for people that we uh, have, do not know or have not even met yet. And this is, is really at the heart of what it means to be a, a follower of Christ. Because Christ sacrificed for us. He, he completely sacrificed for us. And we, as people of God, sacrifice for others. One of the, uh, you know, just so many uh, cool stories about just faithfulness of people sacrificially giving of their time and their talent and treasure. So we can all be here today at E3. As we, as we know it, and the people, you know, hundreds of people have been baptized, and the people who have come to faith, and the kids that have been ministered to, and, and the gallons and gallons and gallons of coffee that have been given away, and, um, uh, you know, it all comes from people's generosity, and uh, I'm sure everybody here has had the experience of moving, uh, moving their homes and, and things. And, and when you're moving, it's always a time of reflection. 
Uh, you, you take things and, and you make decisions, right? Some things that stay and some things that uh, or things you're going to throw away and things that are going to go with you. I have a friend who actually, uh, him and his family walk through his house every single year uh, in the spring. And it's a tradition that if they uh, see, if, the, if something does not have a story, a personal story attached to it, it, it gets given away or goes to Goodwill or goes to the dumpster. And the reality is, you know, we've collected a lot of a lot of things uh, here over over the year, and if you go in the back, you'll see a big dumpster. A lot of stuff is has gone in the dumpster, but there are, there uh, are some things that we're going to give away, and there's other things that we are definitely taking with us. And as we've been kind of like breaking down stuff, I I kind of like grabbed a few things that I think that are significant uh, in our journey, and and. The first one is the theater seats that, that you guys are, are sitting in. Woohoo, theater seat people. Uh, uh, you know, uh, the, these, are, these are not going with us. In fact, they're, uh, we are donating them to uh, another ministry that, that are going to uh, use them and continue working. But uh, 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 we no longer need them. They're not going to work uh, in our in our space, and, and we have God has provided something else for us. But just just to let you know, like the the, the story of of these chairs. Um, uh, in the early days, E3 was a week away from extinction every week. Okay, I I just there were times, honestly, that I came with my checkbook. At the, at the at the evening gathering and uh, uh, prepared to to cover the rent in, you know in the early days thankfully we're not in that uh, place anymore uh, there's been times where uh, unless God showed up and, and intervened that it it was over um, I can think of, of several stories um, of times when, like the accountant, I had uh, lunch with the accountant um, just across the street. There used to be a greasy spoon restaurant uh, right across the parking lot, and they're no longer there for good cause. And uh, he called the meeting. It's never good when you know the accountant calls a meeting and offers to pay for the lunch, uh, and and just said, Mark, you know. Uh, you know, basically is over. And it was like a few weeks into just launching. It was like, there's just, you know, there's there's no money to to keep on going. And and I remember he said, unless uh, uh, $5,000 is is raised uh, uh, by the end of, of next week, on top, uh, additional over just our current weekly needs that, you know, there's no going forward. And I remember how devastating you know, my move, my family uh, here. But uh, you know, at, at that time, you know, I barely had a five thousand dollar faith, and I and I remember just saying, you know what, this is God's church, and and He will provide. And I remember walking um, from that lunch with Him and going to the mailbox, and I got to tell you, I fully expected to have a five thousand dollar check. Uh, in the mailbox, but there was a, an envelope, and I pulled it out and and uh, uh, and opened it up, 
and, and pulled out and I smiled and, and, I, and I looked at the accountant and I, and I said, I think God's telling us it's going to be okay. And there was a thousand dollars in there. And uh, uh, I sat and I, and, and, and I really learned to pray in the early days of E3. And uh, the next several days I was praying and praying and praying and, and I got home Sunday night and I got a call from the accountant and he said, are you sitting down? And I said, no, I'm not sitting down. Tell me what the offering was. And he's all, no, you need to sit down. I'm like, no, tell me what the offering is. And then I'm like, finally, I lied to him. And he just said, I'm sitting down. Tell me. So I know pastors aren't meant to lie. He was being unreasonable. <laughs> so he said, you're not going to believe this, but... But we got the exact offering we, we need to, uh, to keep on going. I was like, praise God. There was another time where uh, our needs were, were greater. And there was payrolls to, to meet and rent and, and things like that. And uh, this was uh, a need that was beyond my family and I's uh, uh, ability to meet. And... Um, and I remember just like just praying, just going, God, I, I just don't know how we're going to go forward. You know, that you, you called family out here that so many people have sacrificed. And um, I remember getting home and, and waiting for the call to see what the offering was. And I got the call and, uh, and it wasn't, it was about $20,000 short of, of what, we, what we needed at that time. Um, and I just, I remember kind of like just being kind of like angry with God. I'm just like, God, we've been faithful. You know, you know me three. We're not, we're not lavish in any, any stretch of the imagination. And, and just sitting there and, and just praying and had, you know, a couple of hours went by and then uh, we heard a, our doorbell ring. And uh, I'm like, who could this possibly be? You know? And I open up the door, and it's a couple of, at, from our church. Still go here. And, uh, and they said, Mark, we just felt that God wanted us to drive immediately here and give you this. And it was a $20,000 check. Oh, wow. I thanked them, and I, and I turned, uh, and I literally went to my knees. And I said, God, I will not doubt you again that you have this church financially covered. That I have not doubted him since. You see, I had a $5,000 faith and, you know, maybe a $20,000 faith. And then now it's just, it's just like, you know what? I believe if we're in God's will, he's going to fund his ministry. And uh, I've seen it time and time again, and those are just uh, a couple of stories. But again, I said this was going to be a rambling thing. I'm sorry. Back to the theater seats just now. You're like, whoa, that was a big, you know, a big trip around to get to the theater seats. Well, you know, uh, we, we found the theater seats uh, online for a uh, dollar a seat. Uh, it was a, uh, a Jehovah Witness Kingdom Hall where, where you, some people are like getting up and like, yes. 
we've, we've uh, staged them in plenty of prayer, and uh, 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 they were down in Tampa, and uh, uh, Justin Barfield, you guys, some people here, Justin Barfield, I, I mean, he, he gave, he's in Georgia now, but um, he gave so much uh, to this place, so... Justin was always, like, uh, game for anything, so I said, Justin, you know, there's these uh, seats in, in Tampa, you know, we need to go down and get them, so we rented a U-Haul, and uh, this was back when I was around 250, 60 pounds, and, and uh, so Justin and I got into U-Haul, and our first stop was at Kentucky Fried Chicken, we got one of those big, like, buckets of fried chicken, we put it in between us. And uh, we ate fried chicken all the way to Tampa. And like the steering wheel, like it got so dangerous because all the grease, like, you know, like, you know all, all this kind of stuff. And, and we get there and we, we loaded up the chairs and everything and, and, and get it back. And then Carl, we, you know, it was time to, to put him in and, and everything. And uh, Carl Green was in charge of the project and he came to me and he said, yeah, uh, you know, this is how much the bolts are going to cost, and I quickly worked it out, and it was about a dollar fifty a bolt. <laughs> I said, no, that's too much. <laughs> this is just how my mind works. You can't, the bolts cannot cost more than the chairs. God provided the chairs, we're not going to go pay retail for the bolts, you know, and, uh, but... Uh, I relented, and uh, so the most expensive thing about what you're sitting on are actually the bolts. But uh, and neither the bolts or the chairs, you know, they're they're not going with us. But uh, but the cool thing is, uh, God is going to continue using those chairs uh, in, in a ministry, and they have served us well. But when you're when you're moving, you know, there's there's things that you make a decision on, and that's one of the one of the decisions. Um, oh. You know what the number one question is about about our move, about like things that we're taking? Just take a wild guess. The coffee bar. Yeah, people are like, you people are like crazy about your coffee, like you know. But it's but the coffee bar, you know, the story transcends just it being a bar, right? Um, uh, the, we used to have a different bar. We used to have like what was kind of wood was that mahogany? Mahogany. I mean, this thing was deluxe with like brass fittings and everything. It was a deluxe bar. And uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but the staff and, and I, we pray for you and, and, and everybody who does uh, connect card prayer requests on, on Tuesdays. So we're sitting there in the, in the red eye and we're praying. And uh, suddenly these guys walk in with some, with some tools. And, and look up and I'm like, you know, you know Hey, can I help you guys? They're like, we're here for the bar. I'm like, you're here for the what? And uh, he's like, yeah, you know, the, the landlord said to come and get the bar. And I'm like, wait a second, you can't take, take the bar. So I called him up and found out that, you know, I said, hey, we're leasing the building. And, and uh, you know, and he's, and he's like, yeah, you're right. You're leasing the building, not the bar. And I'm taking the bar. <laughs> so, uh, so. I talked with them, and, and he gave us an extra week to, to change some stuff out, so uh, I thanked him for his generosity, and, and they came, and they took the bar, and Pastor Dan, and, and who else? Leah. And Leah. Leah was he here? He was here earlier, I guess. Uh, Leo Polson, uh, Polson uh, uh, built, built that new bar, and... Uh, 
you know, and just and just you know their talents uh, provided for our, for our community. Uh, but we're not bringing the bar. Uh, we're leaving it here, and uh, maybe whoever comes in after us, maybe they can be blessed by it. But we're leaving it. Uh, uh, well, the primary reason really is. Pastor Dan says we're not bringing it because it'd just be easier to build a new bar than to bring that one down. And, and, and so that's the real reason, or Dan's reason, the spiritual reason, uh, is we're leaving instability behind. We have been month to month, six years, as long as Eric has been here, we've been uh, um, month to month, and we've been week to week over E3 kids. And, and, uh, uh, we've just been in this instable uh, mode, and, and we are taking a step into stability, which will allow us to uh, put this facility issue to rest and uh, focus on what God has called us all to do, and that's to be ministers of the gospel and not worrying about, you know, if this is the month that we're going to be asked to leave. The next thing that we're leaving behind is this beautiful felt. Um, if you've been over at E3 Kids, uh, like I said, we've been week to week uh, over at E3 Kids, and we were told we weren't allowed to do anything over over there. And uh, so, but kids need like confined space, right? Yeah, I mean they need like to know that there is so. So basically, we we made felt walls. And, uh, you know, that was, that was just what we, we had uh, at the time. But uh, I forget what the spiritual connection I have made with this. Look on your connect card. Look on the oh, a new level of excellence. That's right. A new level of, of, of excellence. You know, just this, this idea that, that, you know what, we have a new stable place where we will uh, be able to... Uh, just do such a better job ministering to our kids so they have a, a stable environment and, and also uh, with the youth having having their own room and we have uh, just great hopes that we're going to be able to reach out um, just all the more in our uh, to our community of Tallahassee okay stuff that we are bringing with us uh, number one thing we're bringing our artwork with us because artwork, uh, uh, and there's a lot of artwork, and a lot of it's already been moved, and there's a lot of artwork that just uh, hasn't been displayed because we just haven't had the wall space that, that you'll see, and you'll see it, and you'll go, oh, I remember that. And the cool thing about artwork here at E3 is you can't go to Target and, and buy it. It's all been created by people in our community that, that uh, have worshipped God and given through their, their talents. Uh, this this three piece um, artwork here is uh, a painting that was given to us by by an artist after a talk that I gave about just E three being a place um, of uh, allowing people to journey toward light and uh, basically living in a dark world and and just the progression of 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 being able to move toward the light and, and not saying to people, you have to go from here to here overnight, but we are going to make a relational commitment to you in your journey of faith and, and just continue to move with you. 
that uh, you know that all the artwork of all our uh, values of our I charge values were were created by artists in in our community. That artwork over there of the hand was created by everyone uh, in our community at a certain time, and it has great depth of meaning. One of my favorite pieces is this piece here. I don't know if you've ever usually hung there, uh, but basically. This came out of a talk about uh, freedom in Christ, and uh, and a lot of people uh, acknowledge that they their credit cards they've been living outside of their means, and that uh, their credit cards become a source of uh, imprisonment to them. And so we gave the opportunity for people to shred their uh, credit cards as an act of worship and. Um, and just trust in God. And an artist took the credit cards and made a beautiful dove out of it in this black, I don't know if you can see it, but that's a cage, and the bird um, uh, being free from, from the cage, and the, the blue and the green and the, and the red being the spectrums of light, of pure light, um, and just symbolizing our freedom in Christ. And... This is uh, a very dear piece to me. This one is priceless. Uh, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, especially since I like put all the numbers back together and I made my living off it. So, uh, but you know, even though this space has you know, seen so much life change and the space has seen so many things. It's not about the space, right? It's about the people and, uh, and the people who have sacrificed their time and their treasures and, and their talents uh, for people that, that they didn't even know. And we're all benefactors of that. Uh, um, we're also bringing um, our espresso machine and our, our coffee uh, one, because you're a bunch of junkies, and I realize that, uh, so, you know, we need to do that, and you're all a lot more pleasant after a couple of cups of coffee. Uh, but also, this, this symbolizes to us hospitality, uh, that, that being a place, and, uh, uh, you, know, we, you know, people are like, oh, you're the, co you know, you're the coffee church or something like that, but really, it's not about coffee at all. It's about hospitality. And I can't tell you how many people have said, you know what, you need to, you need to charge for that coffee, you know, because I mean, we give away so much coffee. You would like be shocked at like how much coffee you guys drink. And, uh, and, and, and I ask people, I say, if I, if I, uh, if you invited me to your home, uh, would you charge me for a cup of coffee? And, and they're like, of course not. And. You know, it's just a rethinking of our churches as a community that, that we're inviting people into our church home. And, and really what, what the coffee symbolizes is this, this idea that we want to be good hosts. And we are prepared. Uh, when we invite you, we are prepared uh, uh, to, we have sacrificed in order to make you comfortable. And, and that's what we do with, with, with the coffee. It's just like the front door kind of stuff. I mean, but it, that's a theme that runs through uh, our whole church, that, that we sacrifice 
uh, for the comfort of others. And then finally, a lot of people have asked, you know, are, are we bringing the tables? And yes, we're bringing the tables for, for several reasons. Number one, uh, they're, they, they represent art and, and, uh, and excellence. I remember early on there was an adversarial parishioner. It's a nice way to put it, huh? Uh, who, who hated the tables and, and really didn't like the church very much. And, and, and we were sitting at, it, at the table and he's all like, you say that you want to give your best offering to God. And he, and he, and he kind of struck the table and he says, you call these excellent? They're just, they're just uh, you know, plywood rounds with you know, legs on it. And I said, you know what? Buddy, <laughs> when you hit my table, I'm gonna hit you. No, uh, that uh, like bad pastor today. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, but it's an emotional day for me. So, uh, you know, these tables are excellent because you know what? There's a time at E3 that that we couldn't go out and just buy pre-manufactured, you know. Tables and this, these tables represent people's sacrifice. These these tables represent people going without to buy the wood. These tables represent artists who who came and spent their time to to paint them. And underneath this paint, you know, is is the original um, painting of them. And uh, you know these. These tables represent people's lives and 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 what people have given and and you know some things you know live you know go beyond their their just use in the community and 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 you, you try to you try to find a new home or a new use for it but but even though E3 is in a place where you know we could technically buy pre-manufactured tables. Uh, uh, these tables uh, represent so much more than that. They represent sacrifice and, and commitment and love uh, and the ability to, to have people sit in, in something that's unique that they cannot sit at anywhere else in the world. And that's, that's the true measure of, of beautiful art. Uh, the other thing that we're, you know, we, are going to continue having tables is, uh, you know, think about when you only sit in rows. You sit only in rows like when there's uh, one-way conversation happening. Rows are for movie theaters and uh, classroom uh, kind of things where it's just one way. And this is not about, Ether is not about me or my ideas. It's a community conversation. And even though I do most of the talking on Sunday, you guys do most of the talking the rest of the week. And this is just to, to symbolize, hey, you know what? Community is extremely important here. And, you know, yeah, you know, there's a logistical thing about having rows, but also we're going to make, always make room for community. So... Those are just uh, a few, you know, stories and a few things that that are going to be happening. I just want to uh, just let you guys uh, set some expectations really quick. Uh, 
Alcoholics Anonymous are, it, they, they like to use the saying that, uh, what is it? Disappointment is, uh, Say it again, Frank. Unmet expectations. Unmet expectations. So, uh, a lot of us have have expectations. I'm actually a uh, I'm a big fan of, of expectations, but they're realistic expectations. So, basically, uh, here maybe some people's expectations for the sixth, um, but here's going to be the reality, and I don't want you to live in this point of disappointment. Uh, basically, on the on the 6th, which is next Sunday, and our first Sunday there, uh, we're not going to have everything done. You know, there'll be a lot of the stuff like you have today, there'll be coffee, and there'll be musical worship, and, and things like that, but, you know, we're going to do our best to, to get ramped up, but the reality is, you know, uh, some things are just not going to happen, like we're not going to have our signage up or, or anything like that, just for what hasn't been taught. Um, uh, so, so it'll be a lot like uh, it is today. It'll be more of a commissioning gathering, though. I'm talking about just uh, uh, what we're going to be doing. On the 13th uh, is going to be our grand opening, where uh, over the next two weeks, you're going to start seeing and hearing uh, uh, a lot of invitations being sent out on the behalf of our church different ways, billboards and, and uh, 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 mailers and, and, and things like that to invite people into our church. And this is my expectation on the, on the 13th is that we are, are aware, and even though in our excitement of our new space, that we would be more excited about the people God brings to us and going out of our way to... Uh, to make sure that, that they feel welcome and they don't need to navigate community alone. One really important date uh, to keep in mind is um, on the 5th, which is Saturday before the 6th. Funny how that works, right? Um, uh, that's at 5 o'clock, no matter what is happening. Um, you know, somebody could be... I don't know, on scaffolding, doing something, and, and, and they only have three more seconds to uh, finish their job. They have to stop. We're coming to a full stop at 5 o'clock, and if you're there, if you're working or not, I want to invite you to come because this is a time where we're going to stop and we are going to commission this new facility. We're going to walk through every space and as a community, like we did for this space, we're going to pray. We're going to pray for the seats. We're going to be praying for, for the people. We're, uh, you know, the people are going to be sitting in the seats. We're going to be uh, doing all, you know, just going through the whole space, eat through kids and, and all of that. And then we're going to come back and uh, we're going to uh, honor Eric Case uh, before he goes on his sabbatical. Uh, because that will be, uh, even though after that Eric will finish up working and getting us prepared for the sixth, uh, on the sixth, he, uh, he begins his sabbatical. We just want to take a moment to honor him and the commitment that he has made uh, uh, to our church. So that, that's what, what is going on, and I'm going to invite the band uh, back up, and then uh, 
for the closing thought, I'm going to come up and just really just thank God for this space and, and commissioning us to uh, move into the future. So, I'll pray. Dear God, just uh, thank you for memories. There's so many stories, but we just uh, thank you for this space, and, and we really, really look forward to the stories of the future. The, the lives that will be changed because of our sacrifice through you. That lives will be changed, that marriages will be saved, that people will be baptized, that kids will learn about you, that youth will be challenged to be catalysts of change in their schools. All of these things. We love you, Lord.